It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Live, live. We are live. Alex just told me we are live at six oh two. What's up, Alex? We're Look live, Arthur. We are live in New York City on NYM tonight amidst a lot of chaos going on, and I know you have a we, lot to say about it on the show tonight. Well, we just heard a lot. Of, we 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 just heard a lot of. Sorry, my phone is doing <laughs> weird things. Your phone is talking um, to you. We just heard some great singing there at the end of. Uh, uh, what is typically the Cats Roundtable show, but... Um, well, actually, I wanted, I want to say that was Prayer in Times Square on our sister station, WMCA, Hezekiah Walker, of course, hosted by Kevin McCullough and Kevin Cottrell. Hezekiah Walker closed out the three-hour show and three-hour day of prayer in Times Square. And is that not the place you want prayer right now? That's a place that needs prayer right now. So great job on MCA today. Thank you. And Alex, I know you and, and Sam Bellina worked hard on that. Joni, are you okay, Joni? I am okay. How are you doing today? It's I'm a good. heavy day, isn't I'm it? I'm good. Yeah, well, the weather's kind of weird, too. It's like... Uh, but it's just like emotionally but I heavy. feel, uh, you know, we, so we got a cool show. Um, we're going to do, we got to do a little bit, obviously, about what's going on in the Middle East. Um, we're going to do a little bit, we're talking to a doctor about like some PTSD aspects of it. We're going to talk about the Megyn Kelly, Candace Owens fight. But we're going to talk about the New York Jets and how great they were, Suzanne Summers and her departure. And um, Joni's going to talk to Lauren Fix to talk about cars. So, you know, we're going to obviously not keep our head in the sand about the horror shows going on out there and really the complications. But we'll touch on some other bases as well. Um, you know, I I am friendly with Megyn Kelly um, on and off the air. And... Um, I saw her do an interview with Sky News Australia where <clears throat> right after the attacks, there were these horrible people in front of the Sydney Opera House cheering and screaming, you know, kill the Jews, gas the Jews, F the Jews. I mean, horrible. But so, I mean, she was addressing that. But she spoke about how um, this is one of those few stories that pierced the news anchor in her. And... um yeah, I know exactly what she's talking about, cause, and it made me feel a little bit better, and that's why we, I'm glad we have Dr. Ali on to talk about some of this later on. Um, because I was thinking, like, am I, like, I don't know, blowing this out of proportion? Like, why is this bothering me so much? But to hear Megan, who's, she's tough as nails, believe me, I know her very well for since 2005, so I don't know, do the math. Um, she's tough as, she's she's tough as nails. And for her to say that this is, you know, affecting her. I mean, the story that I remember affecting me um, when I was on the air was all the kids who got killed in Connecticut, um, the kindergarten kids. In Newtown? Yes, the Newtown, exactly. That, when I went to the school and I saw all of those pictures of all of those kids and one of the kids who was killed 
was either three days older than Luca or three days younger than Luca, like exactly my child's age. And that's what's affecting me here. These pictures and videos that I'm seeing of the terrorists holding up little kids and putting them on video. Like I, I'm looking at, you know, I spent the whole weekend with my do- daughter, Ari- Ariana, and like, I, you know, if that happened here, I'd be out of my mind. And for me to say what I'm about to say is a big deal because anyone who knows me for five minutes knows that <clears throat> since 2002, I've been wearing a metal bracelet on my wrist, on my right wrist. I've changed it about four times since then um, with my buddy Joe Hassan's name on it and it says World Trade Center 9-11-01. Right outside my office right here, I have a huge picture, huge, like five feet high by three feet wide of the Twin Towers before anything happened. But if I'm really going to be objective about this, comparatively speaking, like pound for pound, what happened in Israel was worse. You know, what happened here, it happened in, let's say, two hours, right? In and out. You know, the, the plane hit, the second plane hit, the third plane, the, you know, the buildings fell. But by, you know, noon, everything was over. Here, the damage is still going on for the Israelis, for the Americans who are missing. You know, they originally they said they were 150 hostages. Now they're saying it's 199 hostages. There are American hosti- hostages. It's like the damage is just just still is happening, you know, a week later. And look, I am not uh, closing the door on the, the, the people who in Gaza who have absolutely nothing to do with this. They were just born in that area. They're not involved in politics. They're just trying to survive. They're just trying to feed their family in some rough atmosphere. And now they're suffering. Um, you know, it's a disaster. But if you, I read something that if you look at the population of America and you look at the population of Israel, the way we lost 3,000 people, if you extrapolate it out and compare it to Israel, it would be like losing 40,000 people here um, on 9-11 because of the, the, the amount of um, population. It's just a disaster. So um, we're going to talk to um, a doctor who is going to... Um, talk to us about PTSD and he's someone who treats Jewish folks. So he'll have a little bit of an uh, inside scoop. I spoke to my dear friend um, who's a, a leader in the Borough Park Hasidic community. And he just said, you know, Arthur, I, I hope this doesn't lead to World War III um, because there are fears that other Arab nations are going to try to take advantage of Israel. You know, uh, Russia's involved supporting Iran. China's hovering around this whole area. You know, they're talking about President Biden going there. Like, come on. You, that, that, what is that going to do? President Biden has done an excellent job of making it clear where the United States of America stands. We stand with Israel. Going there is just going to be an enormous waste of money, enormous uh, uh, threat security-wise, uh, all around. I mean, it just it makes no sense. Why is Schumer there? I don't get it. You know, unless you're going to put on a flak jacket and, and go out and fight, or you're going to you're bringing some real unique knowledge base that you really need to sit down and talk to the generals about it. Just you know, stay out of the way and let the, let the Israelis do what they need to do. Um, so 
that's it. I mean, you know, this is not going to go away anytime soon. The bombings that are happening in Gaza are enormous. The family, the stories that keep popping up. There was a family of five. They found all executed in their bed. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Um, You know, before we go to a commercial and then we're going to come back with a guest and then we have another guest. Um, in terms of the migrant situation, Joan, there was the, they shut down the Staten Island migrant yeah, center, there was right? Something shut down, and, and uh, it's well, it's what the judge ruled that said, you know, yeah. that, that it can't be there, and they were clearing out. Where are they going to go? And I know, well, I know, I know the people of Staten Island are very, very happy about it. Um, so, you know, that it's amazing how ten days ago that was the biggest story, and then after you this tragedy, you know, yeah. those things kind of disappear. You know, it was the same thing happened on September 11th. On September 10th, there was very different news than there was mm-hmm. on September 11th. All over my neighborhood, there's signs for the people that were um, captured in the hostages. There's, they're all over poles in my neighborhood. Yeah, and if um, to prepare for uh, towards the end of the show, when I don't have any more guests on, take a look on Twitter at the war going on or what went on between Megyn Kelly and Candace Owens about the moronic college students who said, you know, were cheering on Hamas. It was absolutely ridiculous. We have Alex, we have Joan, we have uh, Dr. Ali coming up, we have Lauren Fix coming up, the Jets, Suzanne Summers. Don't go away, we'll be right back. Houses of Congress are considering legislation that will impact your favorite talk shows and news updates. The AM radio for every act would ensure that auto manufacturers won't eliminate AM radio from future car models. Over 80 million Americans, men and women like you and me, depend on AM radio for news, severe weather updates, vigorous debates on talk shows, and local information that is essential for public safety. When a disaster strikes or lives are threatened by wildfires in places like Maui, AM radio is often the only lifeline a community has. You have the power to make a real difference. The AM radio for every vehicle act is H. R. 3413 in the U.S. House and Senate Bill 1669 in the U.S. Senate. Please contact your senator and your congressman asking them to support this vital legislation to keep AM radio in American cars now and forever. The AM radio for every vehicle act. Act today. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. When you're looking for concrete materials for your next construction project, call on the experts of Diamondback Ready Mix, New York and New Jersey's number one premier family-owned concrete supplier proudly located on Staten Island, providing concrete services for commercial, municipal, and residential general contractors throughout New York City and New Jersey. The Diamondback Ready Mix quality is our strength service will guide each customer from the initial order through the final pouring fully insured in New York and New Jersey and will produce your concrete with durability, strength, and appearance for your project. Call today and ask for Harry Lynch for personalized service. Call 718-650-5649 for your free estimate. That's 718-650-5649 or go online to Diamondback Ready Mix. That's R-E-D-I-M-I-X dot com. Diamondback Ready Mix is proud to celebrate Italian American Heritage Month, a DeFazio company. 
Hi, Kevin McCullough. The International Travel Show takes place Thursday, October 26th through Saturday, October 28th at the Javits Center in New York City. This is your travel hub. The show is open to the public on Saturday. Come and explore vacation options from around the globe. Meet representatives face-to-face, set appointments, and participate in sessions that will feature unique destinations, travel tips, and best travel practices. Visit the Travel and Leisure Go booth for exclusive travel deals and discounts, expert advice on destinations and attractions. Don't delay as the event will sell out. Register for a discounted admission ticket. Go to www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. We all know that planning for the future is important. If you're not around, who will make decisions for you? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Wills, trusts, power of attorneys, health care proxies, living wills, estate plan. How do you figure this out? Attend a Connors & Sullivan free seminar and have all of your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. Monday, October 16th at the Greenhouse Cafe on 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Tuesday, October 17th at Buckley's Restaurant Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, October 18th at the Adrian. Hotel, Northern Boulevard and Bayside, Queens at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Thursday, October 19th at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue and Maspeth, Queens at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And Friday, October the 20th at DeLucas Trattoria, 616 Forest Avenue, Staten Island, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. You can't make any of these multiple dates. Just call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation at 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. As Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or odyssey.com. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. So, you know, there's a lot of stress going on around what's going on in Israel. Um, those of us who have chosen to Look at the photographs and look at the videos and, uh, you know, just read some of these heart-wrenching, heartbreaking stories. Um, it really, it, it, it can take its toll. And I would assume the more connected you are, um, the more it hurts. Right here in our law office, um, one of the lawyers who works for us is one of my law school classmates' uh, daughters. And he works in the office, as does his daughter. And she's been so ill from what's happened over the past week that she hasn't come into work. So I wanted to talk. I asked Joan about getting someone on to talk about PTSD and how, you know, all of these images, the, the video images, the still photograph images, the stories that we're hearing, how that uh, affects people and uh, even though it's thousands of miles away, how it affects people here in New York. So we have on the line Dr. Imran Ali, an assistant clinical professor at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City, a board-certified medicine and internal medicine supportive care specializing in oncology rehabilitation at the New Jewish Home and a regular contributor to several radio and television shows. Dr. Ali, it's Arthur Idala. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Arthur, for having me on today. 
well, the pleasure is actually all mine. You're doing you're doing us a favor. So I, as you just heard me say, you know, there's a woman here. She's in her late 20s. She's a Jewish mm-hmm. young lady, and um, she hasn't been in the office all week because of what's going on. And, and as far as I'm, I understand, is it's not that there's anyone who she knows personally over there or, you know, lost I, anyone over there. It's just, you know, how close it hits the home. We're right, here on, we're right here on 45th and 5th in Manhattan, you know, just a few blocks away from our office. You have people out there screaming, kill the Jews, gas the Jews. Wow. Uh, she, is, she is a Jewish young Definitely. lady. So how, how does this affect, you know, human beings? Well, I mean, I, as you mentioned at the beginning of the segment, I'm working at the new Jewish home. So I have a lot of people here who are directly affected. In fact, I met a resident last week who actually was telling me how the images that she's seeing on the television screen are, you know, triggering old memories of the fear and devastation during World War II. She's actually a Holocaust survivor. And, you know, it was eye-opening when she really talked about how this was triggering, you know, the past memories. And, you know, PTSD is something that we just started to recognize more uh, in the 1990s. It became more of a diagnosis that we really were, you know, you know, seeing in mostly veterans. But you have to understand that PTSD doesn't have to be, you know, just only in veterans or those in combat is basically post-traumatic stress disorder a syndrome that often occurs after any kind of exposure to a real or even a threatened episode of injury or sexual assault. Uh, the event and fear in some individuals, I mean, it actually affects the brain chemistry. It affects the part of the brain called the amygdala where our fear response is activated. So, you know, technically you need to be exposed to an actual exposure, but now since... So many people have loved ones in Israel, uh, and also I've spoken to some people who have loved ones who are aid workers in Gaza and some families there as well, and it actually is affecting them in real life, even though they're so far away. So it is really causing a mental toll, and while it may not be you know, officially PTSD in everyone, it's certainly causing significant anxiety. Uh, because a lot of people are describing the sensation of being helpless, you know, and not being able to, you know, really intervene or change things. Well, I will tell you, it, there's also a part of it, I think, we're talking to Dr. Imran Ali, like, I, I don't want to say like that, but for the grace of God go I, but it it just seems almost like something that you'd see in like a, a movie, that right. like that could never really happen, and then it really happened. You know, you know, we know from from you know at least World War Two, you know, f- bombs coming down from airplanes flying overhead, and uh, you know, going back to the, the Romans and you know hand to hand combat and the, you know the Civil War, the re- before that the Revolutionary War, but this was like people at a rock concert. You know, young people yeah. get you know just getting yeah. executed, stealing people's babies. I mean, I you know, doctor, I know. maybe Sense maybe for- because I have a, a young a one year old, you know, and now they're taking videos of the babies and and sh- yeah. sh- like showing them. I, you know, look, I'm not Jewish, okay. I'm I think I'm in a pretty secure environment um, where mm-hmm. I live, and yet it has absolutely affected me in a way that I. Don't remember anything else since our version of uh, you know this happening, which was on September 11th. So I, what I mean, what happens? It is as 
as you said, I mean, it is Israel's equivalent of September 11th. And now as this war plays on, you know, it's bringing in all kinds of other issues that, you know, are just going to lead to more devastation on, on every side. And, you know, when it comes to children, I like to tell the audience that, you know, you should shield children from all of this excessive wall-to-wall television coverage. And, you know, when journalists discuss, they have a report and they say, you know, the following images may be disturbing. Uh, they say that for a reason, because it, 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 some people are very sensitive and, you know, for the mental health and it is Mental Health Awareness Month. I think I think we need to really address that. And, you know, a lot of organizations have counselors and I think people like your friend you just described, I mean, they should take advantage of the counselors to discuss and process their feelings as they see the events unfold. So that's, I mean, again, Dr. Imran Ali, that's your obviously initial um, suggestion is to Mm -hmm. see a a mental health professional. What if it's, um, you're you're not, you're not at that point, Um, but yet you Mm -hmm. don't want to, you know, you don't want to avoid knowing what's going on in the world, right? You don't want to just put your head in the sand, Right, you know, right. You know, what, what are your thoughts about that, Dr. Ali? So, I mean, the print media and radio, like we're on right now. <laughs> I mean, I think the images are are sometimes just over the top. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, by by uh, in journalism standards, we, are, we have to, you know, pixelate, you know, graphic images. But I, I'm surprised to see that a lot of the coverage, uh, you know, nationally and whatever, you know, some of it is not uh, shielded. So I think I would recommend those who are really sensitive to, you know, stick to print media and, and stick to radio. Dr. Imran Ali, I just, you know, I want to thank you. I know you're out there uh, helping a lot of people, especially, uh, you know, you, you're obviously working in an area where there are a lot of Jewish folks. And, yep. um, you know, have they had any, have they confided in you, uh, like their reaction? To their reaction to America's reaction about this? Well, I mean, of course, you know, they're very supportive of the action that's being taken to wipe out Hamas. But I was very touched by, you know, a lot of uh, our Jewish residents who were talking about the devastation, but also talking about their frustration with the whole situation in general, because, you know, it's bad for everyone. I mean, no one is benefiting from this at all, you know, on both the Israeli side and the Palestinian side. And it's just such a conflict that has just been going on for decades. And I was very touched by the interactions I've had with the residents here who, you know, were really, you know, talking to me as a Muslim to try to come together and find common ground. Because this was just a senseless attack that Nobody can explain. Well, I think I think uh, leading by example, and I was not going to bring up your name, but since you just did, um, Mm -hmm. I think that's you know I think it's a beautiful expression of people really helping people from two different religions that are obviously, uh, at least in that part of the world, not doing too well uh, coexisting. Dr. Imran Ali, thank you so much for finding the time. Thank you for your hard work. Of course, Dr. Thank you. Your compassion and your caring for people who really need it. All right, folks, we're going to be back uh, at the bottom of the hour. I have Lauren Fix coming on talking about some car talk. Actually, I'm going to have Joan talk to her about some car talk. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a Medical Minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare Rx, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com, improving quality of life one patient at a time. Here is Dr. Michael Rosario from St. Anthony's Neurology Group in St. Petersburg, Florida. CIDP, which is the acronym for Chronic Inflammatory Demyelinating Polyradicular Neuropathy, is an autoimmune disease in which our own immune system creates antibodies that target and attacks the nerve's outer covering called myelin. Damage to this protective covering causes interruption in nerve signal leading to nerve dysfunction. When the nerves do not work well, we call that neuropathy. CIDP is one of many types of neuropathies. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuCareRx, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuCareRx. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. For over 75 years, the Columbus Citizens Foundation has promoted Italian-American culture and heritage and has provided thousands of scholarships to talented Italian-American students who need support to achieve their academic dreams. These scholarships enrich the lives of the rising generation who are destined to be our future leaders. Help make a difference in someone's life today. You can help Columbus Citizens Foundation by visiting www.columbuscitizens.org. These extraordinary students inspire us every day. Their leadership, passion, and pride in their heritage is a winning combination. The scholarships offer them a chance to achieve their goals and be engaged members of their communities. Columbus Citizens Foundation brings the Columbus Day Parade to New York City every year, and you can help them bring a quality education to Italian-American students in need by donating today. Visit their site at www.columbuscitizens.org. Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Kamins, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Kamins earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Kamins law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. We've been talking about Plaza College's court reporting program all year long. Well, Plaza College, on behalf of the New York State Court Reporters Association, is proud to announce this year's one-day convention, a Steno State of Mind. A Steno State of Mind is being held at the historic Eastern District Courthouse on Sunday, October the 22nd, from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Brooklyn, New York. This full-day event inside the famously historic courthouse will bring members of the court reporting community, working reporters, and students together for six seminars celebrating this high-powered profession. You know what that means? Working court reporters, you will earn six NCRA-approved CEUs and the latest industry insight. For more information and to view the exciting agenda, visit nyscra.org slash 2023 fall convention. Again, register today at nyscra.org slash 2023 fall convention. Get yourself in a steno state of mind. 
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car, speed so fast to fill. Okay, it would not be a Monday if we didn't have Motor Monday with our favorite Lauren Fix. And I decided to take it over today because Arthur always gets to talk cars and energy with Lauren Fix. So I decided I'm going to take over. The executive producer, Joni Pelzer, who does not have her own car, is going to talk to Lauren Fix about cars. So welcome back, Lauren Fix. Well, thanks for having me back. Yeah, there's a lot going on in my car world. Um, and you weren't with us last last week. We had the amazing Paul Bryan in your stead. Yeah. However, where were you? I was in a plane on my way back from the absolutely amazing Ren Sport Reunion 7, which was all Porsches all the time. If you like Porsches, you have to go to my YouTube channel and look at the Ren Sport Reunion. You will be in heaven. It is amazing. Uh, it was 91,000 people across the gates to go through at um, WeatherTech Raceway in California. And of that, there was racers. It was... Wait, WeatherTech is in the floor mats. We love WeatherTech products. Yes. I do, too. I love them. And I have the cup holder. I got my father the present for Christmas a couple of years ago. The cup holder and the mats. Excellent gifts. They're U.S. made. Really good people. They race with us. And uh, so, but they sponsor they sponsor a lot of cars and the racetrack. But the Rensport reunion is—I know Paul Bryan really wanted to be there. But uh, what it is is celebrating 75 years of Porsche because it started with the 911, and oh, wow. so they showed some new cars. And I did two podcasts. You can listen to uh, Total Car Score with Dr. Wolfgang um, Porsche. We spoke with uh, a woman who's on the board. The only woman her name is Barbara Frankel, talking about synthetic fuels, which we've talked about. So I had to talk to her because this could be our answer to not going electric. You can go synthetic fuels, which will be a, certainly a great way to lower the cost of fuel because you can blend it with gasoline instead of ethanol. Because I know that a lot of farmers like ethanol, but you think about that, the corn is really meant for humans and for animals and not for putting it in your gas tank. So this would be a better solution. It's going to take time to ramp up, but they've got the first plant open in Chile. The, uh, the Houston plant is coming online before the year is out, and we're going to see a lot more. So that plus uh, I interviewed uh, Dr. Michael Steiner, who talked about the future of 9-11. It will not be electric. The 9-11 car will always remain gas because it's about lightweighting, and they don't want to put batteries in it. It was a really great conversation. If you're really into Porsches or want to know about the future of synth- synthetic fuels, we discuss that. You know, it's interesting. I've, I had a, a friend who was married to a guy who created or built up his car to use uh, vegetable oil to fuel it. He was an engineer, and he did something to his car to make himself be able to use vegetable oil somehow. Well, you can do that only with a diesel. So that's okay. one of the things that you should keep in mind. So I have a diesel SUV. It, it happens to be a Porsche. It's a Porsche Cayenne. But you can take, it, let's say they said, there's no more diesel. You can't get it for whatever whatever reason. There's a storm. There's whatever. We can't get diesel. I could go to my favorite donut store, filter out the donut pieces, and have pure vegetable oil, mix it with a quart of kerosene, and I could use it in any truck or any diesel vehicle. You cannot do that with cars unless you convert it over to what they call a compression engine. 
so I wouldn't recommend doing that or even trying to do that unless you have the right motor. Otherwise, you will have a very large mess. Well, and he was an engineer. Bill. He created his own like you yeah. would. Yeah. No, yeah. definitely not. The average well, person. Well, there's a guy who developed, actually lives in Buffalo. He, he actually, of all things, when they had the shooting here in Buffalo, he was one of the people that got killed. Um, oh, wow. And he was a guy who developed water-powered cars. Now, don't think Stanley Steamer. This is actually water you poured into your combustion engine and it worked. And he tried to get a patent on it, and the car manufacturers didn't even want to hear it because, they, obviously, they want you to run on fuel. Right. They, they don't want water. So it's, right. it's very interesting. There's a lot of dark and smoky things that go on behind in the auto industry as well. Well, you know what? People have to discover alternatives, right? Well, first of all, yeah. you mentioned Buffalo. So congratulations to your Buffalo Bills because they won yesterday against our New York Giants. I was Giants. there. I was and there. as we always say, they're the only team that is actually playing in New York. Yes, we call them the, the New Jersey Jets and the New Jersey Giants. <laughs> well, look, you were, about so. you were talking about alternatives. You were talking about alternatives to f- fuel. It would be I would be remiss if I didn't mention you. Were, Paul was on with us last week before we really mm-hmm. more came about with the Israel Hamas war. Um, mm-hmm. Will this or how will this affect fuel going forward and oil? And gas prices. I think you may not see something immediately, but remember that OPEC already said we're going to cut back on production, and they said by a million barrels. Now, our government has begged them not to because our government wants us to not drill here, but the smartest thing we can do to make ourselves uh, self-sufficient, uh, more powerful in the world is to actually drill oil here. Uh, we had a very large uh, lease permit that was pulled by Biden um, that was approved originally by Trump, um, and it was in Alaska. So that, unfortunately, is the for us, is the largest oil reserve in the world, happens to be under Alaska. And this administration didn't want to drill, so that means that we're going to have to buy our oil from OPEC, which is the Middle East, not necessarily the safest place right now, and from Russia. So don't let them kid you, you're still getting oil from Russia. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's going to cause some interesting conversations in the coming weeks and months, I imagine. Yeah, I will be monitoring as always. Okay. Well, now we're going, it's, it's fall. It's getting colder. Lauren Fix, a car coach reports award-winning car guru to us on the AM 970, the Arthur Idella Power Hour. What, uh, what should we all be thinking of as we go into the colder weather for our cars? Well, first thing you want to do, believe it or not, is your battery. I don't think people realize that the battery itself uh, requires you to check it once a year. Find your favorite mechanic, even if you don't want to work um, on anything, and just say, hey, um, could you just make sure my battery's okay? And while you're there, check coolant, check the oil, uh, you know, check the headlights, the taillights, the reverse lights, the turn signals, all those things that are important so that when it does get colder and you really don't want to go outside and check that stuff yourself, your vehicle's running fine. And that also means wiper blades. If you haven't replaced them in a year, they're about $20. Replace the wiper blades. It's mm-hmm. worth it. You'll be able to see, because obviously the secret to this lovely weather that's coming is to see and be seen. So take care of your vehicle so it can take care of you. And how about the tires? What about the tires? Do we change them out? Do well, we keep I'm them? I'm a winter tire person, uh, and so that's really critical. Uh, when it comes to tires, it's the only thing that touches the ground. You're driving a little Mini Cooper or a big truck. Still, four tires touch the ground. The contact patch, which is the part where the tire actually touches the ground, is about the size of your fist. It's not that big. 
So checking your tire pressure once a month, you should be doing year-round. Use the number that's inside your driver's door against the tire pressure gauge. I like a dial gauge. You can use a stick gauge. You can use a digital gauge. Any of those are work. I, I hate the stick gauges. They're like a thermometer under your tongue. You know, they're like, ugh. nobody mm. likes reading them. They're never really accurate. Digital and dial are great. If you have a little compressor, that's great. If you don't have a compressor, remember when you drive your vehicle, the air pressure will expand. Mm-hmm. So if it says it's got you know 32 pounds and you need 35, you know note that you're gonna have to add three. So when you do add it, it'll say 38. Now there are cars like Nissan products that'll flash their lights at you when you've reached the right amount of pressure. You can do that, or if you really don't know what you're doing, you know, ask somebody to help you. It's really easy. I cover it on my Car Coach Reports YouTube channel. It's so easy to check your tire pressure, and it'll give you longer life out of your tires, better fuel economy, and, of course, better handling, braking, and control well, you know, in the winter. So many people in New York City store their car in garages and don't touch it for, it could be weeks on end. So these are yeah. important things for people to keep in mind. And other folks who live locally, who walk places, who may not drive as often. So thank you, Lauren right. Fix, for these amazing tips. Um, you know, we were at the Italian Heritage Columbus Day Parade and we had Cadillacs and we had Corvettes last week and it was just it was amazing. Arthur was like a kid in a candy shop, let me tell you, mm-hmm. watching these cars driving down the street. It was pretty amazing. I bet. Well, I remember a lot of Italian-Americans came here to the U.S., and Columbus was Italian-American, and uh, now he's America, I guess. Uh, and um, and I married a nice Italian guy, so I guess that's all good. <laughs> um, but they're also a big part of our country and developing yeah, literally yeah. something from every single aspect of our lives. So, Well, and I'm going to shout out there. to my friend in New Jersey, Samir. Samir drives a Porsche, and I know he's going to love hearing this conversation about Porsches. So oh, shout out yeah. to Samir. I'm sure he's listening right now and he'll be texting me any minute so thank you lauren fix motor monday with our our bestie lauren fix for car coach reports thank you lauren Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Whether you're an owner of one machine or have a fleet of hundreds, Esco Truck and Equipment can help with all your equipment needs. Whether it be purchase, lease, or rent the right machine to improve your business, Esco provides a full line of link belts, excavators, light equipment from Dynapack and Chicago Pneumatic, or handheld power tools from Steel. Esco Parts can stock an extensive inventory and retrieve parts quickly to minimize your downtime. If you break down in the field and need a part, ESCO certified technicians will come to you on site to get you back to work quickly. ESCO is there for you every step of the way with regular maintenance inspections, service, and repair. Serving New York and New Jersey, call Joe E. Joe Eugenio, 718-504-2600 or go online to ESCOEquipment.com. That's E-S-S-C-O Equipment.com. ESCO is proud to celebrate Italian American Heritage Month. ESCO Truck and Equipment is a DeFazio company. This is Carol Platley-Bow for townhall.com. The day after Israel was brutally attacked, the Democratic Socialists of America organized a rally for the attacker, for Hamas, in Times Square. We have a First Amendment, and it protects even repugnant speech like this. But it was hard not to notice the number of young military-aged men at the event. And then the question asked itself, How many of them had entered America through our open borders over the last two years? For years, the Biden administration has left America's borders wide open. As of last month, 160 migrants whose identities match those on the terrorist watch list have been stopped trying to enter our country. That's compared to 100 in 2022. 
and that's not even taking into consideration those who have entered undetected. Policies have consequences. God willing, America will never pay the price Israel has for what the Biden administration has done. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and Bay Ridge Honda is kicking off October's spooky season with scary savings so low, you'll scream. Bay Ridge Honda is your family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years, serving the five boroughs. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles, like the all-new Honda Civic, CRV, and HRV, ready for you to drive home today. And over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive 50 $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy a car from Bay Ridge Honda, they want to buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. Arthur Idala here on a Monday night. Um, <clears throat> so just to keep things on a little bit of the lighter side after we talked about cars, um, and I, I was going back and forth via text with Megan Kelly today um, just about, you know, how horrible um, everything that's been going on is. And, and, and then I just had lunch earlier today with a good dear friend of mine who I have a tremendous amount of respect for. And we were all getting involved with um, the job market. And, you know, these kids who are in college basically condoning what took place in Israel and whether they should be hired or they shouldn't be hired. They should be outed. They shouldn't be outed. I listened to Anthony Weiner. Um, you know, he said he doesn't particularly care what a 19 or 20 year old says, but I get a little nervous because when you're talking about 19 or 20 year olds in Columbia, Harvard and Yale, those are typically people who in 20 years are going to hold some pretty significant positions in this country. And um, sure, your attitudes change from when you're the age of 19 and 20 to when you're 39 or 40. But anyone who condones what took place in Israel, there's a there's a void of empathy and compassion and and. I don't know, morals and values. Um, again, it's one thing about the, the regular warfare, but what, what happened there is that's that's the worst form of terrorism I've ever heard of. And, and as I said in the beginning of the show, and I don't say this lightly, but if you compare what happened on 9-11 here in New York, which you know my heart was broken a million times over, but to what happened in Israel... It's worse what happened in Israel. I mean, here, the devastation took about, an, let's say, two hours from when the first plane hit until the towers fell and the Pentagon and um, the plane crash in Pennsylvania. And then, and then the terror was over. Here, the terror's going on. Like, as we speak, it's going on. There's, there's how many American hostages and uh, the babies and, and, and for kids who are quote-unquote educated, smart kids, right? The best of the brightest in Harvard and Yale and Columbia. 
NYU, right? These are the schools that if I ever applied to, I would have gotten indicted for fraud. Um, they're saying, okay, it's cool. And then I, I was reading a little earlier today that Megyn Kelly and Candace Owens kind of go, were going back and forth um, about, you know, whether these students should be on some sort of a blacklist, uh, you know, like blacklisted because, um, and they really went at it, like directly, Megyn Kelly and Candace Owens, like directly going back and forth at each other on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Um, look, do I think a 19-year-old should be blacklisted forever for something silly they did? No. Do I think they have a lot of explaining to do? Yes. Um, I don't know if I could, if I knew someone 10 years from now, uh, signed something in Harvard anonymously, not, not, not anonymously that, you know, they condone what took place in Israel. Yeah. I'm not going to hire that person. Like the fact that you felt that way one time in your life is, I, I got a problem with that. If you came in here and you told me you had a DWI, yeah, you're hired. Like, okay, everyone had a bad night. If you came and told me you had a fight in a bar and you punched some guy in the face because he told your girlfriend he was disrespectful to your girlfriend, yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, but to know what happened and say, eh, you know, yeah, well, Israel had it coming to him, no, sorry. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's, it speaks volumes about the status of our higher education and what these people think. And, and again, I'm not casting aspersions at all of some university. I can tell you, at the CUNY Law School graduation in May, when the mayor took the stage, yes, was he booed by some kids? Yeah. And was he, did he get a standing ovation by other students? Yes. It's sometimes it's the loudest voice in the room that gets heard. Um, but not, it's not necessarily the majority of the voices in the room. I have a couple of minutes left. I want to, um, give a big shout out to the New York jets. Um, that did, uh, in a otherwise, um, weekend where anytime you turn on the TV, it was horrible. Uh, it was, they beat a, un, an undefeated Philadelphia Eagles team. And because, uh, back in the day, the AFC did not play the NFC often. I think this was their 13th meeting in which the Jets had lost the 12 prior meetings. And this was the first time they won. And they beat a really good team. And I am never one to kick someone when they're down. So this quarterback for the Jets, who was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers, there was all this hype after four plays, he's out. Wilson comes back, who was in and out last year. And after the first, he won the first game that Rodgers got hurt in, but then he lost, I guess, the next three, and everyone was beating the heck out of him, even though he did, he started, you could see little glimmers of greatness, and yesterday they pulled off a very improbable win to, I believe now they're two and three, um, three and three, thank you, Alex, which... Good for them, man. I mean, you got to root for the Jets. They they, have, they haven't won anything since 1969 as opposed to, uh, I mean, they haven't been in the Super Bowl since then, I think. I don't think they've ever been in the Super Bowl since they won the Super Bowl with Joe Namath. Um, unlike the Giants, who, you know, yes, it's 12 years ago, but they did win a Super Bowl in 2011. They've been in five Super Bowls. They've won four. And I do identify as a Giants fan because that's kind of who I was rooting for when back in the day with Phil Sims and, and Lawrence Taylor. Um, but 
I'm a, I'm a, I root for the Jets hard. And sometimes I be honest with you, they're they're just more fun. You know, the Giants are much more like the Yankees, which is this storied institution that everything is kind of very like formula, formula, form. Yeah, okay, it goes by a formula. <laughs> and formulaic, um, I think you're looking for that. Yes, thank you. And you know, they're very kind of rigid and very corporate. And the Mets and the Jets are much more like kind of loosey goosey, and and they're actually much more involved in the community. The Mets and the Jets are in general than the Giants and the Yankees are. Um, and uh, yesterday I was out pumpkin picking with uh, my kids and, and friends of the family out in the east end of Long Island when my phone pinged and it said that Suzanne Summers had died one day short of her 77th birthday. And she does bring back some wonderful memories of uh, her days on Three's Company and Jack Ritter's gone. John Ritter's gone now as well. Um, the Ropers. I mean, it was, it was a legit show and it made people uh, smile. It was kind of mindless and brainless but sometimes that's what you need um and um and she stood up for herself and left that show because she wanted equal pay which was a beautiful thing to start and do yeah which well, she lost the job but she went on to be a an amazing businesswoman thigh master okay uh, you know I just wish she would have stayed on the show. And I, I, know, I know. I did read a lot about it. I think it was kind of her husband who was choreographing all that. But I believe, Joan, don't, aren't we going to have a special Suzanne Summers guest? We are. Our Corey Hay is going to join us on Wednesday night. He knew her. He, he, she was a personal friend of his, and he's in touch with the family, and he's going to talk to us about Suzanne Summers' legacy on Wednesday. Okay. Um, and um, there was someone else who I wanted to thank for something, but I, I it has slipped my mind now that we're talking about Suzanne Summers and and oh I know what I I met her at Fox a couple of times. She used to pop in at the Fox News Channel and she was very very nice, very charming. Um, she did write one of these big diet books that I know my friend Joe Hines used to follow, where like some meals you eat only carbs and some meals you eat only protein and you don't mix the two. But she was an icon. Her um. Her poster arguably was right up there with uh, Farrah Fawcett's um, in virtually the same time frame. So I am going to leave my office and head to Brooklyn to the famous Gargiulo's restaurant in Coney Island. And tonight is like a father's night, a gentleman's night for my son's school. And uh, so I'll be with a bunch of the other fathers from school. Very proud of my little Arthur and uh, his big brother, Luca, and his little sister, Ariana. So with the theme song of Three's Company, I will bid you adieu this Monday evening. See you tomorrow. Three's Company too. You'll see that life is a ball again. Laughter is calling for you. Found it our rendezvous. Found it our rendezvous. Three's Company too. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour, sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. The National Italian American Foundation believes in celebrating and advancing the inspiring achievements and uplifting values of the Italian culture and presence in America. 
They do so by giving out almost a million dollars a year in scholarships to deserving Italian-American students, in grants that promote Italian-related projects, and in heritage travel that takes young Italian-Americans to Italy to visit the land of their ancestors through the signature Ambassador Peter F. Secchia Voyage of Discovery Program. Moreover, the National Italian-American Foundation serves as the voice in our nation's capital for more than 15 million Americans of Italian heritage by working closely with the Italian-American Congressional Delegation and the Embassy of Italy in Washington, D.C. If you believe in protecting, preserving, and promoting Italian heritage and in strengthening and empowering the ties between the United States and Italy, please join in by enrolling at NIAF.org. That's NIAF.org. AM 97, The Answer.